Yeah, you you know what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, let, let's just get right to it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't even know how to start this show, I'm going to be honest. Uh, hey, Spartan fans, how we doing? Hello, Michigan fans. Uh, we'll get to you in a hot second. We'll just get your part out of the way here right at the top of this show. But first, <clears throat> excuse me, just need to thank you all for making us your first listen or watch every single day, whether you're watching in misery, because misery loves company, or uh, you're, you're just watching to see me a broken man. Well, hey, first of all, thank you very much. Second of all, I, I got news for you. I, I've already been broken. I'm sorry. I, Minnesota beat you to the punch. Maryland beat you to the punch. Washington beat you to the punch. So, if you're looking for me to have like a whole emotional meltdown here, I, I I left that a few weeks behind. I'm sorry, but we're still gonna talk about the game. I'm not saying that I'm not upset about what happened because, again, we'll get to that in a hot second. But first, let's just let's address the Michigan fans right now. I I know this was a, a big one for you guys. Uh, this was made apparent um, because. I, Look, highest demanded ticket amongst your 15 home games this year, and this was a massive one. You guys have slayed your Mel Tucker Dragon, and for that, I have to congratulate you. You avenged the loss that it was made clear throughout the last few weeks. Uh, clearly kept you from truly appreciating that generational season last year to its fullest, but hey, you know what? You got your guy, Mel Tucker, to get a loss in the column in this rivalry. You did it. You beat the 3-5 and five Spartans, and now you move one game closer to 500 against Mel Tucker. So all is right in the world in Ann Arbor, and for that, I congratulate you as well. Now we're going to talk about Michigan State the rest of the way here, and um, for the Michigan fans that are going to stick around, uh, I just want to give you a heads up. This might be a little weird. Because usually after Paul Bunyan games recently, you guys you know, listen to people rattling off excuses or like putting up on like inane arguments about why the game shouldn't count or something like that. But um, no, we're actually, uh, we do adult conversation here. We're going to talk about what happened in the game. Just, you know, facts and all that fun stuff. We're not going to let weird emotion get into it whatsoever. We're going to be adults about it. And with that said... We're going to talk a lot about the adults, actually, in the room here for Michigan State. And, uh, hey, look, I, I'll just say this right now, too. M- Michigan is the better team. That's, I think that's been very apparent right now. It was, it was clear before the game. It was clear during the game as well. And they executed their game plan flawlessly. They did what they do every single week, it seems like now. Sure, kind of feel things out in the first half. And then, who boy, when it gets to rounds 9-10... 11-12, that's when they start to pull away. Those late rounds in the boxing match, and uh, that's what happened on Saturday. They run teams into submission, and, uh, well, MSU on the other side? Let's talk about the adults in the room right now, because, hey, this loss stings. Every loss stings. Every loss to Michigan stings. But this one has a weird taste in the mouth, because, look, I it, it looks like you had some of the ingredients that you needed for a recipe for an upset somewhere in there. Look, the defense played as good as you could possibly have hoped them to play on Saturday. And yes, I know we didn't see their punter until late in the fourth quarter, but like, look, this this unit wasn't going to turn into a 2013 unit just over one bye week, right? The most we could have hoped for is for them stopping Michigan in the red zone. They did an incredible job at that. It was Ben, don't break. 
And it really worked because, hey, Michigan was held to five field goals. That was going to be an ingredient in the recipe for an upset. The red zone stops were a major key, and they got those. You even got your early turnover. Okay, that was going to be a massive factor into pulling off this stunner on Saturday. And look, Keon Coleman was balling out. I, he looks like he can go in the top three rounds of the draft if he declared after this year. He can't because he's a sophomore, but if he could, like, oh, that's a Sunday player if I've ever seen it. And look, so I think maybe before the game, Michigan State maybe wins this game this year. We'll call it one out of every 10 times, maybe two out of every 10 times. But in those one or two hypotheticals, those ingredients that we just named were needed for the upset. However, however, the adults in the room that are making an ungodly amount of money, some of the best money in college football, really. And it's not my money. I, I can't be all too upset about it. I ain't cutting this check for, you know, these coordinators or the, uh, the man in charge of this whole production here. But, oh, boy, did it not look good from a coaching perspective. Look, I'm not going to break any news here. There's obviously a talent gap between Michigan and Michigan State right now. The last thing you need in this rivalry, on the road, against a team with a lot of emotion carried over from last year, is pointing a gun directly at your own foot and leaning down the trigger until that clip is empty. And boy, howdy, gee willikers, did they empty the clip in the first half. Offensive coordinator Jay Johnson, off a of bye week, <laughs> has a lot to answer for. Has a lot to answer for. And look, we've had this conversation throughout the year. Is that like, we're waiting for the real Jay Johnson to please stand up because the first year he took over, that that was a roster that I, I'm not even sure could have competed in the Mac. Okay. So we're not going to use that against him. Second year. Okay. The offense looked pretty good last year. A lot of offenses could look pretty good though. If you could just do the, Hey, hand the ball off to Kenneth Walker play every once in a while. So eventually we're going to see who Jay Johnson really is. And Wow. Did, did did we try to get a little too cute in this game, especially in the first half? And I was talking with people in the second half joking around that, hey, maybe um, maybe he orchestrated three straight three and outs in the second half so everyone would just forget about those two horrendous fourth and ones in the first half. I, hey, maybe he even you know started the skirmish in the tunnel after the game to really throw the scent off and have no one think about what happened in the first half, but ha-ha. <laughs> Unfortunately, I took notes this game, and uh, yeah, the first half was in my notes. The play of the game, the play of the game, the play of the game was a play that did not go well for Michigan State. It was the fourth and one at the five-yard line. You even you even took a timeout. You even took a timeout to talk about, hey, what are we going to do here? There's a lot of good options. You could do a quarterback sneak like a normal person. You could do a normal handoff like a normal person. A jet sweep to Jaden Reed would have been saucy. That's a great athlete. He's fast. He can get around an edge rather well, I think. Or, hey, how about just the throw it up to Keon Coleman play? I don't like a goal line fade at all, but I also love throwing it to an NFL receiver and just seeing what he can do with it. What I don't like, out of a timeout on fourth and one, is a delayed handoff against that Michigan front with your offensive line that has really struggled to get a push in the run game all season. Just sneak the ball. Just have Peyton Thorne receive the snap. Have Jalen Berger run up behind him and just push him forward to that line. Why? 
are we calling a play that takes, because it felt, it felt like 25 seconds to develop. That play wasn't going to work Saturday. It wasn't going to work Sunday. You could run that play seven days a week. That was never, ever going to work. And you're lucky you only lost two yards in that play because, oh my God, that was a horrendous decision. And it also led to a 10-point swing. Let's say Michigan State uh, converts, scores a touchdown. They get the four more yards they needed to punch the ball in the end zone because, look, I they, they weren't going to kick a field goal. And I actually agree with the decision not to kick a field goal. I mean, special teams, we'll get to you in a little bit, but it's been proven we can't even count on the special teams to make an extra point. And you also need touchdowns in a game like this. So going for it on fourth and one at the five, I have no problem with the idea. I have a major problem with the execution. So Michigan goes down. They score a field goal. So that's your 10-point swing. The seven uh, points MSU could have scored in that touchdown. The three they got on the field goal. And also during that field goal drive for Michigan, they converted on that fourth and three where there looked to be a little bit of pre-snap panic for Michigan State and no timeout taken. I'll <laughs> just say, uh, figure it out on the fly there. And oh, there goes there goes J.J. McCarthy. Everyone say goodbye to him as he picks up. I don't know how many yards he picked up that play. 20 yards, let's call it. Um, but man, that other fourth and one, too. That happened right after Michigan gifted you the ball with a fumble. And look, I, I know that some people want to talk about the bad spot on that third down run. Uh, or <laughs> I, I quite frankly don't care. Um, either, okay, challenge that play then. If it's that apparent that it was a bad spot to begin with. Or on fourth and one, run a play that isn't from the pistol. Again, just be just be normal. Don't overthink things. Go under center. Lean forward. Quarterback sneaks. They work. And you know what? I'm going to go on a little rant here because I think at some point in every curmudgeon you know, white guy podcaster career, uh, everyone has their breaking point with analytics or something like that. And going from pistol on fourth and one, I think is is my moment right here because I, you know, I've, I've read it a few times that actually it's more uh, successful to run a play from shotgun or pistol on fourth and one than it is from under center. Like, I, I, don't care what the, I don't care what the stats say. I care what my eyes say. And I know this is the laziest take in the world and I'm going against logic or anything like that. When you take the snap from under center, you're closer to the first down marker. Just lean forward, especially against a front. That's as good as Michigan's when you have a front that really can't get a push in the run game. I digress. The two fourth and ones in the first half were the backbreaker. And of course, by the time the second half rolls around, you're down six points. Michigan gets the ball at half and they're just going to do what they do. And that's just beat you into the ground over and over again. And oh, the second half play calling didn't help things either. Uh, we're going to keep rambling about this game in a hot segment. I just need to take a quick break and talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Woo! Uh, hey, you know what? Good teams win. Congratulations on that, Michigan. But you know what? Great teams cover. Let's go. Michigan State covered 22 and a half. I'm going to act like that matters. Um, God dang it. Oh, well. Uh, Bet Online is your number one source for betting uh, for betting on football and baseball playoffs and the start of basketball season, hockey season. Go get yourself some cheddar at betonline.net. That's right. Got a little bit of cheddar on betonline.net with MSU plus 22 and a half, and that's pretty much the only bright spot of Saturday night. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, hey, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB playoffs, MMA, boxing. Hey, we got golf season still rolling. Head to the website today. 
Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. That is at Bet Online, where the game starts. And before we start the second segment, just rambling about <laughs> just coaching and despair and agony. Uh, hey, thank you so much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we are not done talking about coaching here because, hey, two weeks ago, remember that Wisconsin game? That was a lot of fun. It also almost wasn't fun at all, and penalty yards were a big reason for that. Against Wisconsin, Michigan State starts with, I think it was six penalties before 15 minutes of game time even run out. I might be on or off there on a few stats, but you get the point. Early penalties, massive, massive handicapper two weeks ago, and they made sure to pick up right where they left off on Saturday night. Four flags in the opening drive. Four flags in the opening drive, and after every single one, this ridiculous keep chopping thing that I'm I'm done with. I, I I quite frankly don't care for this one anymore. I get a team needs to have their mantras. They need to have their catchphrases that fire them up. But I swear to God, if I see one more keep chopping after a ball-breaking penalty that stalls another drive in an important spot, I'm going to frisbee my phone into the nearest lake. So really, I just got to wait till next Saturday before I see it because it happens every single week. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so upset. Um, <laughs> I said I wouldn't get it mad. I said I wouldn't get mad, but my God, how is it this bad? And when it is this bad, when penalties are this prevalent, ladders up to the CEO, doesn't it? I mean, look, I get it's the players making these penalties. To quote Bob Ross, Bob Ross? No, that, that's not the right name, but no, it might be. Anyway, regardless, the old Lions coach, you know who I'm talking about, saying, I don't coach that stuff. Okay, but... When it's this big of an issue, when it's ingrained this far into the program so far this season, um, okay, yeah, the penalties are a major issue. And so, look, in closing for this game, for now, we're going to get to the post-game stuff, uh, the skirmish in the tunnel in the third segment here, but we got to talk a little bit more about Michigan State season here in a hot second. But just to close a chapter on what happened this game, it would have been easier just to stomach a game where the defense gets carved for, like, what, the 25th straight game through the air, you know, but uh, <laughs> the defense actually did play well enough to win. They they did, and the offense was, yeah, that's, it was not good whatsoever. Really odd decision-making, too, in big spots from the coaches in the first half when it was still a game, and special teams, good God, good God special teams. That's all I can say about you. <laughs> Just I want you to imagine what this special teams unit would look like if this staff didn't inherit Jaden Reed and didn't inherit Bryce Berenger. How horrifying would it be if those two guys... Because look, special teams is already a dumpster fire to begin with. Can't kick field goals, can't snap punts, can't do a lot right. But what is going right are the two guys that they inherited from the last coaching regime. And if it wasn't for those two guys, oh my God, this it would be absolutely positively ugly so yes it was just tough to see some of the ingredients you needed for an upset and then tough seeing what you know just appeared to be uh, routine blunders so that's uh, uh, there you have it um illinois coming up this saturday and that's where we'll shift the conversation right now is uh look msu clearly on the ropes for bowl eligibility now um four games left in the year illinois Rutgers. Indiana, Penn State. Got to win three of those. I got a hard time believing that the Penn State game 
on the road is going to be one that you win, especially with Penn State most likely going for a 10th win of the season. Very similar, actually, to the spot Michigan State was in last year, trying to get that 10th win to get to a New Year's Six Bowl game. So, no, that's not going to be a zombie Penn State team you're going to play at the end of the season. So you need to sweep the next three games here. And that's actually going to be very tough against Illinois, which is what a weird sentence to say, right? That's a very That just felt so odd leaving my mouth. Illinois is good, though. And they do play a very Michigan style of football. They are one of the lowest teams in pass play ratio. Like their their run run play to pass play, very on par with Michigan. MSU didn't do the greatest job stopping the run, but then again, that is a titanic offensive line that they have in Ann Arbor. Great running back in Blake Corm as well. Fortunately, Illinois. I, look, here's a hot take. Who's ready for this one? Everyone, sit down. Michigan fans, if you're still listening, you're not going to like this at all, but I think Illinois' running back Chase Brown is the best running back in the Big Ten. So I'm sorry, uh, but uh, look, it, it's it's going to be a whale of an effort to beat Illinois, but th- they're one of your three best shots to win out because after that, yeah, Rutgers, you can beat them, but again, not a guarantee. And then you have Indiana, could beat them, should beat them. Again, not a guarantee. So it, it's scary season now because you need three wins. And right now I'm looking at the quick lane bowl. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, as if it's Pasadena, you know, it would be a, it would be miraculous and incredible for them to make their way to a bowl game, and it's got to start this Saturday because, again, the last game of the season at Penn State. Look, I know that they got schlacked by Ohio State, but uh, it's a good team. It's it's still a good team over there in Happy Valley. Another issue that we have to get to here is, and the, 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 this is louder and louder throughout the season is the Peyton Thorn conversation no doubt about that and uh hand up you know uh, i've been called out on it many a times more and more as the weeks go on and rightfully so i i should be called out for times i'm not just incorrect everyone's incorrect in life but how i guess loudly incorrect i was uh, i was very high in the Peyton thorn train going into this season and no i don't think he's the worst quarterback to ever grace the earth it's just like i it was a far cry from what we saw last year and there's a lot of chatter in the fourth quarter. Let's give it to Kim. Let's give it to Kaden Hauser. And, look, I, I think that there's a few things that can be true here. Peyton Thorne is not being helped by his run game whatsoever. Uh, another flaccid performance by the run game on Saturday. Uh, I, I question the scripting of those plays in the second half. And uh, But with that said, yeah, it, it has not been a perfect season whatsoever. And also... There are already people in the camp that like, well, what else do you have to play for this season? Let's just start looking to the future. Get that young kid, Kaden Hauser, some reps in Big Ten play so he can just hit the ground running next year if he wins that starting job. Or, hey, even for the Noah Kim fans out there, same same ilk, you know, same, same argument for them as well. And, look, I, I, I think I'll be fully on board with that. Maybe next week if they lose to Illinois because at that point, bowl eligibility is out the window. You're not really playing for anything else the rest of the season. So, yeah, why not look for the future here? See what you can get out of Hauser, perhaps. See what you can get out of Kim. I mean, I hate to say it because, well, two things. One, I I hate being wrong. I I thought Peyton Thorne was going to be due for a breakout season. I thought he was going to be really incredible. And and it's just been pedestrian at best. And uh, (laughs) the second reason I hate to say it is, uh, yeah, it's – it's been a really tough season for him. It's 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 just been tough. I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say other than that. But, yeah, I, I'm starting to come along to the side of maybe it is time to flip the page here. 
in a hot second and just start to look at whatever glimmer of hope you have for the future. And I still think that there could be a bright future with Michigan State football. No doubt, no doubt about that. We saw a lot of good playing from the young guys in this game, too. I know there aren't a lot of positives whatsoever in this game, but the young guys, like Keon Coleman, obviously we've talked up and down about him. Uh, Zion Young, I was actually really impressed with on defense as well. But, yeah, I mean, this this will be a discussion that will happen throughout this week. Throughout Who are we kidding? It's going to be happening throughout the end of the season until someone steps into that role here as the the new starting quarterback, if, 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 if that ever happens. I don't think that it happens this week. I don't think it should happen this week, but if you take another loss here, all right, all right, everyone else, I'm I'm probably going to your camp and sorry for all the buildup that I had before the season. Got to wear your losses when whenever you get them. Uh, all right, we are going to talk now about the post game skirmish in the tunnel that had police involved. Uh, coaches made statements. Uh, it, you know what? It's it's great to see uh, Michigan Select Director Ward Manuel finally step up and comment on something that happened on his own campus. I'm great to know that he can find a microphone somewhere in Ann Arbor. I've seemed to miss a few other items before last night, Ward, but maybe you'll get to them later. Who's to say? Um, so let's just go through my thoughts because, you know, whether you care about them or not, I'm going to give them to you anyway, and I, these might not be popular thoughts. I already know one half of them, one side is not going to like anything I say. And I, I, I think MSU's fan base is also fractured too with everything that happened. So I have three thoughts right off the top. And the, the first thought is, look, I, I hope everyone's okay in that post-game brawl, skirmish, tie, whatever word you want to use. Now, thought number one, hope everyone's okay. All right? I'm not a monster. Contrary to popular belief, I, I do have a kind bone in my body. I'm not trying to see anyone killed or paralyzed or... You know, I have a shattered leg uh, in this dust-up here at the end of the game. Uh, thought number two, just weird how this keeps happening in Michigan Stadium. Uh, it's not like it happened two weeks ago against Penn State or last year against Ohio State. So it's just really weird that uh, this pattern keeps on repeating itself. And uh, thought number three, and look, this might be a, a childish thought, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm never going to lie to anyone on here. Thought number three is that I'm just, I'm annoyed. I'm just already annoyed by it. I'm annoyed by the discourse. I'm annoyed by the back and forth already. Like, cause like, look, we, we, we know how this is all going to play out. It already is playing out. Like each side is just going to believe their side, right? Let's not, let's not lie to ourselves. I'm going to take probably the Michigan state side of things. If I like hearing what they have to say. Michigan fans are going to enjoy hearing about the Michigan side, and no one's ever going to come to an agreement here. I mean, like, there's there's three sides to every story in many things in life. This is one of them. Like, Michigan side, they're going to believe that the players were just, you know, walking back to the locker room, whistling show tunes, minding their own business. And then uh, Michigan State side is just going to believe that, look, they got offended at Michigan trying to run up the score, which is ridiculous. I mean, look at this rivalry. Why wouldn't a team try to run up a score? Anyway, I digress. Uh, or, hey, just saying that, um, yeah, uh, some jawing took place after a very emotional game and an emotional rivalry and someone after around and, well, they ended up finding out. Or there's the third side to the story, the one that very few people are going to set their eyes on. It's just the, the true side of the story. Looking at it from all angles, you know, and not just, hey, he said this, they did that, whoa, but also, like, what happened before the cameras started rolling in this uh, in, in this little dust-up here that happened at the end of the game. And, uh, look, it's it just, yeah, it, it is bizarre, though, how it does keep happening 
in this tunnel. And it, again, it, it's never their fault, according to their uh, their local media brass or anything like that. I mean, it's uh, it's always the other team's fault when this happens. But no, no now we just get to bicker back and forth. Uh, for the upcoming years to come, no one is going to listen to the other side. No one's going to reason with anyone. Uh, we get to, you know, see who could say the word uh, thug the loudest and just go on with our lives. And yeah, another chapter in this rivalry's dialogue that is going to be very annoying. Uh, and look, it happened with the Devin Bush photo op in 2018. That was very annoying. Um, it's, oh, man, but this is really annoying. And, of course, also embarrassing with the footage because, I okay, put it bluntly, uh, whew, boy, looks like they made their moment count there uh, in, in that brawl. And, look, there's police intervention, statements are being made, and I imagine a suspension or two or maybe three is going to be handed out, but... Also, I just I just roll my eyes at the whole like, oh, this isn't the rivalry. This isn't what the rivalry is all about. Like, grow up. Where have you people been? This is this is what the rivalry is all about. For better or for worse, this is a for worse side. There is zero respect from either side in this rivalry. Quite frankly, I don't see why there should be any respect afforded to either side. You hate us. We hate you. This isn't one of these fun rivalries with, you know, like pageantry and a fun history. and, and like, No, this is a rivalry that's just rooted in outright hatred and emotion from both sides. And it spills out quite often. And of course, it's going to spill out in the minutes after a very emotional game when one side got embarrassed and the other team is talking to that embarrassed side. And, uh oh, maybe you said a little too much. Maybe you got a little too close and... The hell did you think was going to happen? Of course stuff like this happens because, yeah, this is, I, again, I'll say it again. I'll, I'll whisper this too because I don't, I would hate to say the quiet part too loud again. This is the rivalry. This is what it's about here. This is a deeply hated rivalry. I'll say it again. This isn't the fun little, hey, cocktail party down where, oh, both fan bases get together. They party and they break bread after. No, 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 it isn't. There is abject hatred from both sides. This is a very testy rivalry, so it's just, God, that's so annoying. That That's that's what I got there. Again, hey, uh, hope everyone's okay. Hope everyone's okay, but man, it's just, oh boy, just we get to do, get to do all of this again. Woohoo, and like, look, I get it. I know that some of you from, hey, maybe uh, some people in the state side wanted to hear this from me, or I know a lot of people from the Michigan side would like to hear this, this whole fire everyone, the culture is damaged rant, but like, I, it, it just got ugly after an ugly game in a very ugly rivalry, and yeah, I, 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 I think that that's where it should be left at. It won't. It 100% won't just be left at that. I mean, we, we still have got a lot to go through here throughout these next coming days. I'm sure maybe by the time you even watch this, uh, another statement will be made or suspensions will be handed out, but look, I, I, I'm not excusing it. It is uh, an objectively horrible look, but like I am just seeing how this happens and would also just like to see, you know, what was said, what was done before the camera started rolling. But I, I doubt that we ever will see that. And also, quite frankly, I don't care. I, I don't care if that ever comes out because, like I said, no one's gonna no one's gonna pay attention. No one's gonna care what actually happened beforehand or, or whatever. It's just uh, both sides are gonna stick to their own side, and. That's how we're going to go about it. I'm going to call a spade a spade here, and that's kind of where I'm going to 
leave things. We'll, we'll see what happens in the next coming days, like I said. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, not a fun end to the night. Not a fun end to the night. Uh, <laughs> after the game, put my phone down. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we're going to stay offline here for about like 45 minutes. Pick up my phone, check it, see the video from the tunnel. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, awesome. As if losing by like 20 plus points wasn't bad enough. Now we just get to oh, deal with all this back and forth banter. So yeah, here we go again. Awesome, great. Uh, but hey, if you want more banter about Michigan State, I, I got a great place for you to find it. It's right here in the Locked on Spartans podcast and YouTube show. Thank you so much. Whatever side you're on, again, if you're commiserating like a Spartan, and you just want some company in the misery party, hey, you're always welcome here. We will be talking about the rest of the season. And also, hey, basketball season, right around the corner as well. We do get to some shooty hoops as well. If you're a Michigan fan and you found this very entertaining, well, you know what? I'm glad I can uh, afford you 30 more minutes of entertainment here from uh, from this here show. So, hey, you know what? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's all I, I got to say. Whatever. Uh, all right, gang. We will, we will be back tomorrow. We'll probably talk about this game. Any questions, comments, concerns, lockdownspartans at gmail.com. But until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the start of your week. Love you all. Go Green.